This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, USDA is getting closer to fully staffing two of its bureaus that changed locations recently. A congressional committee wants to set up a new way for managing federal internships. And new numbers from the IRS's watchdog truly show less workers means less tax dollars. These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. Staffing levels are getting closer to normal for the Economic Research Service and the National Institute of Food and Agriculture. With 450 new hires, the two agriculture department facilities reached a combined total of 650 workers. The hiring push follows the loss of many ERS and NIFA employees after the facilities relocated to Kansas City, Missouri in 2019. Secretary Tom Vilsack said at the agency's budget request hearing that hiring has been robust. The two staff are 100 workers away from USDA's total goal of 750. Lawmakers move forward with an effort to increase pay and benefits for airport screeners. Federal News Network's Justin Doubleday reports. The Transportation Security Administration's workforce is a step closer to seeing increased pay and benefits. The House voted to approve the Rights for the TSA Workforce Act of 2022 on Thursday. It would eliminate special personnel authorities governing TSA employees and bring them in line with most of the rest of the federal workforce under Title V of U.S. Code. That includes full collective bargaining rights, access to an independent third party for dispute resolutions, and the general schedule wage system. The White House supports the bill, but it now needs to be approved by the Senate. Justin Doubleday. Federal News Network. The Biden administration is sounding the alarm on AI hiring tools that screen out disabled applicants. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman has more on that. The Equal Employment Opportunity Commission and the Justice Department issue guidance outlining ways AI and automated hiring tools can violate the Americans with Disabilities Act. EEOC Chairwoman Charlotte Burroughs told reporters the guidance applies to employers nationwide. But she says EEOC is working closely with the Labor Department's Office of Federal Contract Compliance Programs, which ensures federal contractors comply with non-discrimination laws and regulations. Burroughs says more than 80% of employers are using AI in some form for their work and employment decision-making. Jory Heckman. Federal News Network. Agencies may see a new platform to host government-wide internship listings. The House Oversight Committee has approved a bill to establish an internship and fellowship center at the Office of Personnel Management. The legislation directs OPM to create an online database compiling all internship openings. The Building the Next Generation of Federal Employees Act would also ensure all federal interns get paid. Lawmakers say the end goal is to recruit interns to full-time federal service. The committee passed the bill 25 to 19 along party lines. The Federal Labor Relations Authority has a new member. Federal News Network's Tom Temin has the details for us. By a 50-49 party line vote, the Senate confirmed Susan Sway Grunman to the three-member panel. She replaces James Abbott. Long experienced in federal employee relations matters, Grunman was executive director of the Office of Congressional Workplace Rights and earlier a member and chairman of the Merit Systems Protection Board. 
an attorney. Grundman has also been general counsel to the National Federation of Government Employees and to the National Air Traffic Controllers Association. Tom Tamman, Federal News Network. The Postal Service is adding new members to its Board of Governors. The Senate confirms President Joe Biden's two latest picks, Dan Tangerlini, former head of the General Services Administration, and Derek Kahn, a former deputy director of the Office of Management and Budget. Once Tangerlini and Kahn are sworn in, a majority of the USPS Board of Governors will be Biden nominees. Among its priorities, the board will implement the agency's 10-year reform plan and oversee the acquisition of a next-generation delivery vehicle fleet. The State Department, meanwhile, is losing a key technology executive. Federal News Network's Jason Miller has more for us. Keith Jones, the State Department's chief information officer, is heading back to the private sector. Jones confirmed that his last day at State is June 17th. He didn't say where in the private sector he was heading to, however. Jones has spent time during his career in both the public and private sector. He joined State as its CIO in January 2021 after two years in the private sector. Prior to that, he worked at the Homeland Security Department for 15 years. It's unclear who will take over for Jones even on an interim basis. Glenn Miller is the principal deputy CIO at State. Jason Miller, Federal News Network. The IRS saw the amount of money collected through enforcement mechanisms drop by more than $8 billion in fiscal 2020 as compared to the all-time high in 2018. A new report by the Inspector General for Tax Administration found the number of staff performing examinations dropped by almost 10% over the last three years, leading to 55% fewer correspondence examinations and 59% fewer field examinations in 2020 as compared to 2016. Auditors say the continued decline in enforcement activity is likely causing growth in the overall tax gap as taxpayers are less likely to be subject to an examination. The Space Force may have its own National Guard component if lawmakers get their way. Federal News Network Scott Massioni explains. The military's newest service has been trying to figure out what to do with its part-time service members since its inception. A bipartisan group of lawmakers want to create a Space National Guard with a bill they introduced this week. There are currently more than 1,000 National Guard members performing space functions. The Space Force recently submitted a report suggesting creating a hybrid organization that meshes the reserve and guard components. Scott Massioni, Federal News Network. A rash of deaths on the aircraft carrier USS George Washington has caught the attention of Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin. He told lawmakers that keeping sailors lodged on ships during maintenance is a problem for the Navy. Austin is waiting for two investigations into multiple suicides aboard the ship. The George Washington is currently docked in Virginia for maintenance. 400 sailors were living on the ship. The Navy is in the process of finding onshore homes for them. And spy agencies are looking to take better advantage of open source intelligence. The CIA is leading efforts to standardize how intel agencies use open source data. The effort is key to sharing information across agencies. The Defense Intelligence Agency's Open Source Intelligence Integration Center is also making headway. The center is hiring OSINT professionals and looking to use artificial intelligence to analyze vast amounts of publicly available information. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. Search Federal Newscast and subscribe to the Federal Newscast on Podcast One or Apple Podcasts. I'm Eric White. Reconnect with a carpool or vanpool. Even if you're commuting just a few days a week, Commuter Connections can match you with others that live and work near or at the same place as you. Prefer taking the bus or train? There's never been a better time to reconnect with transit. Plus, you have the added comfort of knowing Guaranteed Ride Home is there for any unexpected emergency for free. For more options, visit commuterconnections.org or call 1-800-745-RIDE. Some restrictions apply.